You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1010. With more than 30 years of leadership experience, Russell Conda has achieved an exceptional track record of creating value to shareholders, clients, and employees through his commitment to people, safety stewardship, and client success. I've asked him to join me today on Critical Mass Radio Show to discuss the risks inherent in a business's strategic initiatives and how you, as the CEO of your business, can take steps to mitigate them. Russell, welcome to the radio show. Oh, Richard, thank you very much. Yeah, I've been it's very a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you got a radio voice. <laughs> all, he? Yeah, he has a radio voice. So, oh, ladies right. and gentlemen, you're in for a, an interesting uh, 20 minutes with Russell. Let's start by, could you tell us an interesting story from your varied past, one that might engage the audience and sort of explain who you are? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about a story that you know, uh, uh, would illustrate what happened to me during my professional life. And I realized I actually had to go back to high school. Okay. Because, you know, during my high school uh, days, I thought I would be, I wanted to be an architect. And I had, actually, I got accepted into a, a school of architecture. Mm. And I told that to my guidance counselor, and she pulled me to the side and said, just hold on a second. I want you to meet one more person. So she sent me to meet the admissions uh, director at a local engineering school, which happened to be one of the top engineering schools in the, in the country. I didn't know that at the time. Sure. I got there, and I told him, I said, you know, I really, I really want to be an architect. So do you have a school of architecture? And he looks at me my my uh, college ex- entrance exams and he sees that i have high scores in math and science he says well have you ever thought about being an engineer i said no i'm not even sure what an engineer does i mean does that the guy that drives a train or something like that i mean <laughs> right, what, what right. is what is that he said no 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 a civil engineer is just like an architect except with science and math and so he so he sold me right and i became a civil hook? engineer wow. so without that i would have had a completely different career sure, so that i just find that interesting because we all know that or had those opportunities where uh, you there's a fork in the road. You remember when it occurred, and it changed your path. Yes, and that was a that was a major fork right. in the road. And you me. don't realize it at the time. Not you're at what, the time. 17, 18 years exactly old. Right. You're a high school Did, senior. Didn't know it. No concept know it. of that. No. All right. No. Well, this is a this is started off really strong. Thank you, Russell. <laughs> Let's move on. You know my latest book, which is hold on a second for those of you that are listening to us and also watching us live on uh, the live stream here on Facebook. I'm holding up a copy of the manuscript for my latest book, my third book, which is called Killing Cats Leads to Rats. It's about mitigating unintended consequences of strategic business decisions. Could you share with us, or do you remember a time when you created a strategy and you thought it was going to roll out one way and lo and behold, it took a turn and went differently well you know what you know and, and, and i'm sure you can relate to this right some of the biggest leaps in learning is when you fail okay and so when i think about some of the at least one of the biggest failures i might have had in my career is actually when i was running projects it was a, you know these are these are pretty big projects over a billion dollars and we had the contract to do this and we got the strategy wrong Okay. It was so bad that they could not build this facility the way we thought it should be built. Wow. Because we missed 
what was the most critical element of it. And typically in projects, I mean, I, 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 I built tip and many, many process type plants. And usually all of the, uh, the, 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 the critical path is normally through the piping function. So if you get the piping right, then everything else is going to go right. Right. Cause that's, what's moving the product. Not the plant. in this case, really in this case, logistics was, and wow. we missed it totally. Wow. It was so bad that we got kicked off. Okay. Right. And so that actually, that actually uh, helped me develop this whole idea about risk management and mitigating risks. Okay. Because we didn't go through that process where we had a strategy and we didn't take the time to look at where the pitfalls were and we fell into every one. Wow. And so when I when I think back on my career, fortunately it happened early enough yes. in my career that I was able to recover from it and so was the company. Okay. But, but it was pretty you know it was pretty uh, dramatic. So you've had several different avenues of a career, but if I remember correctly from our earlier conversations, you spent a good deal of time in the petrochemical petroleum yeah, industry. I did. I okay. Did. Yeah. So 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 um, you know, if if I look on my career, I actually started my career in power. I mean, nuclear power, which is, you know, back in the, you know, when that, when that was booming. And I moved my way through that. Okay. And from there, I moved into the energy sector, which was oil and gas and uh-huh. petrochemicals, mainly project construction management, uh, engineering, procurement, and uh, uh, in the energy sector for both onshore and offshore uh, oil development, uh, along with uh, refining. So mm-hmm. that was that was the bulk of my career, and actually what brought me to California. Well, it's interesting because you know, as you're talking, and I'm speaking with Russell Conda, he is CEO of his own firm, Adnoc Management Group. We're going to talk about Adnoc here in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. But but I'm thinking managing large scale construction projects is not terribly different than building a strategic plan for a middle market company. No, without right? without question. As a matter of fact, I, I believe that you have to approach each project as if it's your own business, as if you you know it's it's uh, you're gonna you're gonna run it that way. The only difference is it has a life, a finite life. Right. But then some businesses have finite lives too. Right. So uh, so so yeah, that's exactly how we approach. We had to we had to build a a strategic plan for how we were going to uh, deliver the project uh, successfully. Right. And in our conversations, you, you made a comment about, in your experience, you see a very tight coupling of a safety mentality, yeah. mentality around safety, and those companies that are able to mitigate strategic business risks. The, well, the, well, there's similar thinking. Well, think about it for a second, right? You know, I believe that that companies, individuals, organizations who who are extraordinary at safety have a tendency to be to tendency to be extraordinary at other things. Why is that? Because in order for you to 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 be extraordinary at safety, you have to have a certain level of discipline. And once you get your organization disciplined around safety, you can shift them to be disciplined around just about everything else in your business. Okay. The other thing is, it's really easy to get your workforce excited about safety when they realize that what you really care about is them wow good right? point yeah they, and 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 when they know that i that 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 the that the leadership team of your business wants you to go home in at least the same condition that you came in at Amen. least Amen. right yeah 
And so when they know that, then then like I said, it's easy to it's easy to rally them around that point. Right. All right. We're talking with Russell Conda. He is CEO of his own firm, Adnoc, which is A D N O C Management Group. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing in this phase of your career, sure. then, Russell. Sure. You know, uh, Adnoc has two phases to it. The first one is risk management. Risk management for small to mid-sized businesses. Uh, a, and where what I, is what do you mean yeah, by that? That's, I, I'm gonna. I, so so what do I mean? So when you when you look at businesses, what you find is when you, you ask them, are you working on the right thing? So I, I'll give you an example of that. I, I had a I had a, a senior manager who, who worked for me, and he was the hardest working person in the, in in our office. He was the first one there, the last one to leave. But he didn't succeed because he couldn't figure out the most important thing to work on. And so when I say risk management, what I'm saying is figure out what the most important thing to work on, the thing, the thing that, is the, that will cause you the, the most heartbreak or damage to your business. Work out a mitigation plan for that and then make sure you watch that. Make sure that that's where you spend your time. I think it was highly successful people, something about working in, in quadrant two, uh-huh. right? That, the important, uh, the, not the, the urgent, right? The urgent, right? right. And, yeah. and, so, and, so, and so when I think about risk management, what, what, what I'm trying to do is focus a business, an individual, a company on working on those things that's mo- that are most important. It's not that the other things shouldn't be done, just they shouldn't be done by you. Okay. You find somebody else to okay. do that. Okay. And uh, how do you? help a company figure that out so 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 the first way is i have a i have a uh, a, a platform or a tool uh that they that, that they can use and then I, I i walk them through it but most importantly i bring them subject matter experts to help them okay so 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 as we go through this analysis of their business help you know bringing someone who really understands what they do to, to show them actually adds a lot of value. So do do you find when you work with lower middle market companies that they intuitively know their highest risk element, or do they discover that through a process of working with you? Well, I think they intuitively know, but you'd be surprised. Most small to mid-sized businesses, this is not on the top of their list. Okay. You know, when I talk to them, what, what they actually want, want, want two things. One is they want to know if I can help them find a source of financing. You know, uh, uh, the other is, is there a way to increase sales? Mm-hmm. But trying to get them to focus on, yeah, you, you yes, those two things are important, but making sure that that you don't fall into one of these pits is equally as important. It can be damaging to your business. Right. You know, the, the second part, though, which of, 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 of what I do uh-huh. is uh, advising private equity firms on making acquisitions. Okay. You know, they're, 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 in, in my career, I spent quite a bit of time doing two things. One is, is buying businesses or being part of organizations that bought businesses and evaluating them and performing the, all of the due diligence. And then as later in my career, I was, I was part of selling a business. Okay. And, you know, that actually is, it has a pretty unique uh, experience for me and one that I really enjoy sharing with others. Mm-hmm. And so with for private equity, uh, what, I'll, what I'll do for them is I'll evaluate, you know, the, they'll, they'll actually find a business that they're interested in purchasing 
and they'll send me the management presentation or the details on the, of the business, and then I'll look at that from the operational perspective. Okay. And if they so using your experience, using right? my experience, yeah. and so right. and, and then if they if they purchase the business, then I'll support them and either being on the board of directors or maybe being chairman of the board. I've actually had a couple of them that asked me to come in and run their businesses, but that wasn't something that I was really interested yeah. in right now. Right. I'm really interested in helping CEOs. See, because in, in my in my experience, uh, I had a, a, a CEO of a, of a different company. I had a board of advisors, and this was a group of six people from various parts of uh, uh, from various industries mm-hmm. who advised me and Love i've got to tell you that was it was you know it was it was probably one of the most enlightening parts of my career it was great having those people available Love you that. know um uh, uh they weren't trying to run my business, right. but they were there for me to bounce ideas off of. And sometimes I had great ideas, and sometimes I didn't. Exactly, and they would let me know. Right, and so uh, I, I would, I, I try to, I try to provide that for for some of my customers. So there you have it. A, a ringing endorsement by Russell Conda for what I do for a living, which are the CEO <laughs> pair groups, right? Yeah, exactly As you right. described that board that's of advisors, exa- that's, that's exactly that's right. what I do. You know, it, it's power it's of peer learning. Because yeah. I had a I had a conversation with one CEO. Who 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 really, and I couldn't understand where he really didn't didn't talk to his board. And I said, "You got to be kidding me! You need to leverage these guys yes. for your success." Yes, and if you do it right, it'll, it'll absolutely happen right. for you. All right. Well, we're going to take our first and only stoppage here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast with Russell Conda, who is the CEO of his own firm, Adnoc Management Group. Russell, when we come back, I'm going to build on this because I, I I wonder if you could maybe continue to kind of share your experiences with with peers, and also I want to talk about you know this interesting success that you've had in your professional career which has positioned you in a way where if you want to work you can and if you don't want to work you have the luxury of choosing not to and 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 i know there's a lot of ceos and entrepreneurs that are out there that are looking to do that in their life but what they haven't learned is what you go through when you've achieved that so (laughs) so can we talk a little bit of that after the break so you don't want to go away ladies and gentlemen who are listening to critical mass radio show russell condor is going to give you some benefit of his peer experience after this word from me richard franzi is the author of two popular business books for ceos his first book critical mass the 10 explosive powers of ceo peer groups was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, Type Richard Franzi in the search box. Welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. My guest today is Russell Conda. He is CEO of his own firm, Adnock Management Group. You know, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, and several hundred former guests' websites whose CEOs have put the show as a link off their website, like I'm sure Russell's going to do on his site. You know, since we started this show in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners through the live stream here on octalkradio.net and the podcast. If you want to listen and subscribe to the podcast, and I hope you will, simply type in these four words in your favorite podcasting software, 
Critical Mass Radio Show, and they will get our weekly uh, updates and with exciting interviews with CEOs and entrepreneurs like Russell. Russell, I did skip over, and I wanted to ask you, um, I call this the guiding principle question. I've written three books on this subject based on the answers of people like you who've sat in that very chair. But do you have an overarching philosophy or a belief system that you bring to the business on how you lead it for Mm -hmm. growth? And if so, what is your core? Sure. I believe that if, in my my overarching principle, in that if you have a desired outcome and for some reason you don't achieve it, there's always something that you could have done about it. Hmm. And that, I I call that my victimless approach to business. Okay. Because you always have to take action, you always have to take ownership, it's always yours. And if you don't get it, then you just didn't do enough. And, and you know, uh, when you as a leader and then your organization takes ownership in what they're doing, uh-huh. you could really accomplish a great deal. And that's what I found, you know, that look in the mirror and, dis- and say, that's what I have, that's what I have to change <laughs> and then do it. Because, and people see that. It starts that. with me. It starts with you. Right. And when and when when the people who you lead know that they know that you're the first one to to, to say that's mine, I own, I'm going to do it. Right. They'll follow you. And so and so uh-huh. my overarching, you know, philosophy is is it starts with you. Right. And if, if it's your desired outcome, then you have to take ownership of it. And I'll tell you, I tell you a story around that one, because, of course, I didn't always believe that. I was I was I was I was fortunate to have a an executive coach and I was so frustrated with I was working for a large organization so I was really frustrated with the leadership and I was saying that guy doesn't do this and that guy doesn't do that and and the coach turned around and she said well so what are you going to do about it and I said me it's not my job to do right. said, but it's your desired outcome uh-huh. and and I just sunk back in my chair and I had to take a deep breath and I had to own it that that's that I had to start making changes and you know what I've I've never been happy in my life actually because the, I, it, I was never stressed by what somebody else had to do right because I would I would just go get that done what a powerful message for those of you that are solopreneurs out there because if you want it done you know you've got to do it and I think it's even more relevant to leaders of middle market companies and larger organizations to know that it emanates from them. Yeah. You know, in many large companies, they struggle with this sense of accountability. How do I get accountability into the team? And I think you've just given the secret to really making that a genuine Absolutely. desire. Be yeah. accountable yourself. Yeah, this starts there. Right. All right. Man, Paul, if I'd have had you ready, I'd have said play the gong, but I don't know if it's time because we have special effects. There you go. <laughs> our loyal, Russell, our loyal listeners know if they hear a gong that there was a teachable moment that just happened. Uh-huh. And if by chance on a podcast they weren't fully invested in the conversation, they can spin it back 30 seconds and pick up the teachable moment that came from Russell Conda here on Critical Mass Radio oh, no, Show. Thank you. Thank no, you. thank you. That's why I do this show, man. <laughs> Share what you know. Share the knowledge. All right. One more question in this segment, which is what we teased before the break. You've reached a certain level of financial success based on the career decisions that you've made. You've positioned yourself where if you didn't want to work, you wouldn't necessarily have to, which is a beautiful thing. Many entrepreneurs listening today ascribe to that, aspire to that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What have you learned, though, from being in that position about how your DNA and how your thinking has to be adjusted without that motivation 
Well, absolutely. I, you know, I'm one of those people that um, I think out loud, and <laughs> I do, I do, I do my best work when I'm talking to someone. Right. I love that. And so, and so, taking a step back from the business, you know, you don't have that that engagement with people, and you and you really have to work hard in order to 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 be able to to think and get things done without that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm working real hard to 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 do the best that I can to share my experiences and actually engage with people. Sometimes, you know, uh, it, it's 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 I'll call it pro bono because I love giving. I love I love being able to share my experiences with people. I just think it's a shame for people like me right. to just drift into the sunset and do nothing because there's a lot of value that we can bring to others and i think about it when i was in college or i was a young young a young uh executive it would have been great to have somebody like me to talk to right a mentor i think it's i think it's i think it's key for you know entrepreneurs ceos people who are who are at that stage of life where they're walking away to give that back to go to find ways to share, you know, the successes and the failures, quite honestly, right. you know, with others, and and that's and that's the thing that you know, even now, and it's been two years for me that I'm still working out. I wish I had the the, the answers. I've got it all mastered, but I, I'll be honest, I haven't. I'm still okay. working on it. Sure, uh, but it's a it's a desire of mine, and as, as as I just said, it's it's up to me to make that happen. Exactly. Yes. So, if someone wants to learn more about Russell Conda and your firm, Adnock Management, how do they find you? Where would they go online? Probably the easiest thing is to send me an email, to okay. be honest. And okay. so, uh, you know, my email address is, is rconda, R-C-O-N-D-A, at adnocmanagement.com. Can you spell that? Uh, adnocmanagement.com. Yeah. Yeah, if I can look at it. It's okay. a long name, right? Yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's A-N-D, I mean, A-D-N-O-C-M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T. There you go. Ah, so, yeah. So the good news is, if you caught it, if you're listening to this on the live stream, you didn't get all that. You can listen to the podcast tomorrow on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can write down that full uh, deal. So this has been a kick in the pants. The time has oh. flown by. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, huh? Twenty minutes, man. That's the best twenty minutes I had of the day so far, Russell. Thank you, and I, thank you, you. you created great content that we'll be talking about in our social streams, ladies and gentlemen, uh, later this week. So if you're if you're not a subscriber to my Twitter feed, please uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn as Richard Franzi, and we have a business page on Critical Mass for Facebook. If you want to follow us on our social streams as well, as well as on our website, Critical Mass for Business. Thank you for being being Richard, a friend of the you. program and a part of our Critical Mass community. All right. I, I, this was very exciting. You're I look awesome. forward to coming back. Yeah, we'll have you back. Absolutely. And I'd like to thank the man behind the chair over there, Mr. Paul Roberts, who's been our engineer. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or the CEO peer groups that I talked about earlier, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. 